Hey everybody, welcome back to the Cerebral Mind Control Podcast, episode number 16. This is the second episode where we're going to listen from just myself, your host, Hadlin. And I asked some viewers for some questions that they would like to ask me, and we're just going to go through them. Alright, so, let's see. Oh, first off, Merry Christmas to everybody. This is going to be posted, and you're going to be listening to this either on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. So Merry Christmas, everybody. All right, first question. All right, we have, when did you start performing? Well, I started performing technically when I was eight years old because I performed martial arts in competition and on stage for Folk Fest in Saskatoon with the Valoria Martial Arts Academy. However, I didn't start doing magic until about, let's see, when I was 17 years old. My family will say I was doing magic when I was a kid, but I don't really count that time. The only time I really count is when I was 17, I went to a, a birthday party. It was the 18th birthday party, and there was a magician there, and he blew my mind. I thought you could only do that stuff on TV because there was, you know, you, you pay people to allow the illusion to go and work. So, yeah, I... I grinded him all night, I asked him a bunch of questions, finally he told me a website, I went to the website, I bought some stuff, some videos, some books, and started learning. Six months later, I started doing this as a professional job, charging money for it. And oh yeah, this is the next question, when did you go pro? So I, yeah, six months into performing, so I was 18 by that time, and I've now been doing this for just over 10 years and full-time for the last four and a half. I'm almost at five years of full-time performing magic, mentalism, and hypnosis. All right, next question. Do you have special powers? No, I don't have any special powers. Everything that I do, you can learn as well. It's just like someone that plays the guitar, right? You may not be able to play the guitar right away, but if you practice it and you learn it, you'll be able to play it. Just like magic, mentalism, and hypnosis, you can learn it, and anybody can learn it, so no, I don't have special powers. I get asked that a lot after shows, and I have to make sure I let everyone know that no, I don't have special powers. My instrument, however, is your mind. Alright, let's see, next question is, how do you stay focused on a daily basis? Good question. So on a daily basis, in the past, I haven't been that great at it. However, as of late, when I started doing this podcast, it gave me more things to do on a daily basis because, you know, when you're a performer, you don't have shows every single day unless you're one of the big guys and you're doing 400 shows a year. Right now, I don't perform 400 shows a year. I'm working towards that. And this podcast has allowed me and enabled me to keep my mind always looking for someone new to, to interview, some something new to talk about. And also, there's so much work that goes on into producing an episode of this that, you know, I have to start scheduling everything. And every night before I go to bed, I write down everything I need to do the next day. That way, when I wake up in the morning, all I have to do is take a shower, get ready, eat breakfast, work out, and there we go. Start doing start doing my work. All right, let's go to the next one. 
what motivates you? What motivates me? All right. Well, you know, we talk about this a lot on the podcast. I ask many people what motivates them. And what motivates me is just being able to go out there and put smiles on people's faces. The reactions that I get, that is the most important thing. That's the reason why I got into magic is because of the reactions I got. I I performed a a trick and then they freaked out and some of them ran out of the building, some of them ran around the room and yeah, so that gives you sort of what I call a magic high when you're performing and people are just freaking out because you just blew their mind. That's why I do it. Put smiles on people's faces and the best part is you you can perform magic for anybody of any culture and they understand and get it it's a universal language i performed in many countries where they don't speak english and you know the only way to communicate is you know gestures or you can make that instant connection by essentially blowing their mind all right who do you look look up to in the magic world all right the magic world most magicians myself included look up to David Blaine David Copperfield and some people won't know is some of the other magicians so there's Eric Jones he just fooled Penn and Teller and there's Jay Noblezada who's been a huge impact on my life he's he taught me hypnosis and he just enhanced my knowledge in business for or magic hypnosis and all of that with all of the live training sessions that he's done. How does hypnosis work? Good question. Hypnosis is essentially eliminating the critical factor that divides your conscious and unconscious mind. If you imagine a line and below that line is your sleeping state when you're going to bed and you're you know you're sleeping at night and then above that line is your awakened state in order to wake up you must pass through hypnosis and in order to fall asleep you also must pass through hypnosis therefore you cannot get stuck in a state of hypnosis and you know it's supernatural not supernatural it's just <laughs> natural phenomena that happens so when I entertain with hypnosis we guide that person into this state using relaxation techniques focusing and talking them through it and if you guys at home would like to try something simple why don't we try this I'd like you just to close your eyes for a moment while you're listening to this and I want you just to imagine just imagine just use your imagination And imagine that you had a lemon and you took that lemon, you cut that lemon in half. And I want you now to imagine that you took that lemon and you took a big bite out of it. And you'll notice something. Your mouth begins to salivate because your imagination is so powerful that your mind made it real and your mouth Even though you were just imagining it and it wasn't real, you didn't actually bite into a lemon, you still salivate in your mouth, which is super cool. All right, next question. All right, 
What's the biggest difference between you now and you five years ago? All right, five years ago, I thought I was like the the best guy that was out there. I felt like I was the man and, you know, I had a super huge ego and I thought I was better than everybody. And that's not the type of mindset you want to have. You still want to be confident. You still want ego. You just don't want the bad ego. You want to be able to go out there and be confident in what you're doing at the same time, not being arrogant. And yeah, I was very arrogant about five years ago and that's completely changed because now I know that I'm still just at the beginning phases. There's a lot for me to do yet. And you know, I'm just, just beginning. This is just the start. Okay, next question. Why do you have two phones? <laughs> All right, good question. I have two cell phones, two plans. One is on a very basic plan and one has all the bells and whistles. And reason being is I read four hour work week. Now, let, let me just back up a second here. Sometimes in public, you pull out two phones and people are like, oh, you're a drug dealer. But no, no, it's, it's actually very helpful. Having two cell phones, one of them, because I run a business, it's a 100% write-off, 100%. So it's not a portion of my bill, it's the whole thing. And that's where I put the larger package on. The other one is my personal phone. And I make one of them go straight to voicemail all the time. And I set at one o'clock PM central time, I check my voicemails and I answer them, but only at 1 PM. The other phone, when it, when it rings, I answer it right away, no matter what. And it helps keep you focused. All right, where do you see yourself in five years? All right, five years from now, I do have pretty big dreams and goals that I'm striving for every single day. And five years from now, I can see myself doing pretty much what I'm doing now, just at a larger scale, a worldwide scale. In the next couple of years, I'm definitely going to be doing cruise ship shows. And next year, I'm touring all of Canada. So, you know, five years from now, I'd like to tour the world. That would be amazing. All right, next question. Oh, yeah. This is one that I gave myself because I ask all the guests the same question. If you could leave behind one piece of media, book, TV show, movie, album, and all of your work is deleted, and this piece of media screams Hadlin, what would it be? You know, I, I ask everyone this, so you'd think that I would have my own answer for it right away, but I'm gonna have to think about it a little bit here. And we are currently live streaming this, and we got a hello from Poland. What's up, Poland? Thank you for tuning in. All right, one piece of media. Well, I'm going to say Malcolm Gladwell Outliers, because that book, learning the teachings in that book has, has gone so far. Just knowing that you need 10,000 hours to be an expert at something has grounded me, has 
allowed me to realize that, you know, I am still at the beginning phases and I'm not at 10,000 hours yet. But if I work every single day at this, I will be at 10,000 hours in no time. Alright, next question. What piece of media would you leave behind that your future children would have to implement and learn? Alright. That's a good question as well. And you know what? I would actually say the absolutely unbreakable laws of business success by Brian Tracy. Because when you're in school, elementary, high school, even university, they don't really teach you about money. They teach you about how to do and get normal jobs, but they don't teach you how to grow your money from a business standpoint. And this book has been amazing. If you, you guys could read anything that'll help your business in the next 12 months, absolutely unbreakable laws of business success by Brian Tracy. Definitely, definitely get that book. All right, another question here is, tell us your favorite story. And it's interesting that you would say that because I did a TEDx talk here in Saskatoon. Yeah, I see your tests. What's up? Yeah, can't read your name from here. Phone's far away. Anyways, no, I don't freestyle. No, I don't freestyle. Sorry, man, this is a podcast. We're recording a podcast. Anyways, where were we? Tell us your favorite story. Yeah, so my I did a TEDx talk on October 24th, and... I wrote, I didn't write the story, rather I modified it utilizing magic. And I'm going to play my talk for you. It's a story about how I learned the importance of three magic words. And these three magic words are words that you should never, ever say. So the three words, actually, you know what? Why don't I just play it for you right now? I'm sorry, I'm kind of tired. I, I can't do this. I quit. Those are three very powerful words when you give power to them. It was 6.30 p.m. on a November night in Saskatoon. This night I've been preparing relentlessly for years. This was my brown belt test with a school here in Saskatoon called Gloria Martial Arts Academy. The style is called Aguila, which translates to eagle. I've been preparing years and years for this since I was eight years old, and this was my time. My teacher, my uncle, we call him Kuya Ray. In Tagalog, Kuya means older brother. It's equivalent to sensei in other forms. So Kuya Ray has trained hundreds of people over the years, and he wouldn't train and test somebody if they weren't ready. So this was my time, whether I felt like I was ready or not. I arrived early to prepare, to stretch, get ready into the mode, into the zone, and I was extremely nervous and anxious. As I sat there, 
Black belt after black belt enter the room, even a couple brown belts as well. I'm the only green belt in the room. Finally, seven o'clock hits, Kuya calls the class, we line up. I bow to Kuya and the other Kuyas, and the class begins. It lasts about two and a half hours. First up is basics. And basics in our exams isn't just when you're at this level, isn't just a single punch or kick. It's a series of complicated combinations. So multiple kicks with one leg, spinning techniques, and aerials. The counts are really quick, and they don't give you any time to prepare beforehand. They'll give you a random combination, and you can't even motion it out. You have to just see it in your mind and go. At the end of basics, it was about the equivalent of about 40 minutes of sprinting. That's what it felt like. Second up is forms. Forms are sets of combinations that are predetermined. And all the forms that I knew at that time, everybody else in the room knew as well. I've practiced them hundreds of times in preparation for this, so I know them inside and out. Before each form or performance, you have to do 50 knuckle push-ups on the hardwood floor. These are mandatory. If you mess up, make a mistake, have lack of power, lack of speed, lack of technique, more push-ups. I do about four forms and one weapons form. And at the end of that, I ended up not getting any optional push-ups. Next up is sparring. And at this point, I've given it my all. I'm almost completely out of energy. I'm exhausted. They call up one of the brown belts, take fighting position, and then we go. I win the first fight. Second fight, and again, another brown belt. Some of these fights can last up to five minutes, depending on who you're fighting and how quickly you can get to five points. I win the second fight. Now they bring out the black belts. I fight the first black belt. This one goes the whole distance. We go down to one point, and I end up winning that fight as well. And I'm bent over. I'm extremely exhausted. I'm thinking in my head that I'm tired. There's no way I can go further. They bring out another black belt. I'm to fight them one-on-one -on -one again. They take their fighting positions. I'm bent over. I take a deep breath. They say, fight. I stand straight up. And suddenly, I have a burst of energy. I don't know where it came from. Next up, we have what I thought was over. However, they bring in another black belt. So now it's two versus one. And at this point, I have no idea what I'm going to do. I feel like I'm not prepared for this. I feel like maybe I can't do it. And maybe it's time that I should quit. My, my mind's telling me I have no more energy. It's time to take a rest. But again, I'm bent over, take a deep breath, fight, all of a sudden, I forget about it all. I keep them in a line as best as I can, and I try not to get them on the side of me. You score on one of them, they're out, and then you score on the last one, one-on-one. -on -one. 
All right, this has to be it, right? That's what I'm thinking. Then they bring out a third black belt. So now it's three on one. That fight goes through. I get hit a lot. And I end up eliminating all three of them eventually. Now, just when I thought I could finally rest and take a break, I'm bent over. They call out more black belts. All of the black belts, in fact. And the whole time, the whole time, the lights have been on. There's five black belts that I'm to fight. And then they turn the lights off. So I'm extremely scared now. I'm to fight five black belts in the dark. There's a tiny bit of moonlight coming in through the window. And that's it. But I realize that if I can't see them, they can't see me. Perfect. Let's use that to my advantage. Fight's called. Go. I get hit by three, three sides at once. I move around. I try to keep them all in front of me, not surrounding me. Move them in front of the window so at least I can kind of get a sense as to where they are. And I end up getting them to hit each other, which was pretty cool. <laughs> and that whole fight lasts a long, long five minutes. Probably one of the longest five minutes of my life. At the end of it, I have no more energy. I couldn't believe I made it to that point. They call the line again. They ask me to leave the room. So now there's 10 minutes of me just waiting for their evaluation. They create some drama. They make me just sit there and think about every possible wrong thing that I did. And when I come out there, they ask me, what was your mistake? I think it was a trick question. I said I didn't make a mistake. I didn't get push-ups, so I think I didn't make a mistake. They asked me to step forward and take off my belt. They all have a really disappointed look on their face. They ask me, is there anything I would have changed and done differently? Well, I got my brown belt that day. And I realized and learned a valuable, valuable lesson. Something that really ingrained in you from the start. As soon as you're a white belt, you get push-ups every time you say can't, quit, or tired. There's a lot of times I felt like I had to quit. My body was telling me that's it. I ignored it. I told myself there is no quit. Quit doesn't exist. Can't, as soon as there is multiple black belts, that's exactly what ran through my mind. But I told myself, I can do it. There is no can't. And tired. Yeah, I felt tired. They asked me if I felt tired. I told them no. Which I think helped 
to instill that in my mind. So when I actually went up, my body believed my mind, and all of a sudden I had energy. So I've applied all of these words and these teachings from martial arts to the rest of the areas of my life. I realize that there is no can't, there is no quit, and there is no tired. They don't exist. They are figments of your imagination. And if you give them power, that is the only thing that will stop you from achieving your dreams. So, please, take that. There is no can't, there is no quit, there is no tired, and realize they only exist in your imagination. They aren't real. And if you can believe that, then you can elevate your life to heights that only existed in your mind. Thank you. All right, so that was my TEDx talk. And if you would like to check out the video of it and see the illusions that I performed during the talk, you can go to the show notes, which are available at www.hadlen.com slash cmc-16. And the video will be there, the YouTube link. It's also up on Facebook. So if you follow me on any of the other social media platforms, you will find it there as well. But yeah, that brings us to the end of this episode. It is currently December 24th. It is Christmas Eve. I have live streamed this. So, you know, if you are on Periscope and you're following me at Hadlin, H-A-D-L-E-N, you could, you probably already heard this episode already. But all my other subscribers out in iTunes, SoundCloud, TuneIn and Stitcher Radio, thank you so much for your support and all the questions that you sent me. We'll do another solo round in a, maybe about another six weeks or so. Uh, unless you guys send me some messages and tell me, you know, hey, I like this format and I'd like you to do this more often, then I will start doing this more often. Next year, at some point, I will be changing over to a two-episode-per-week format. So, you know, if you want to hear that sooner than later, then let me know, and I will make that change accordingly. But all right, guys, thank you so much once again for making it through this and taking some time out of your Christmas season to listen to this podcast episode. Please go ahead and share this with somebody, like it, and if you haven't already, make sure that you subscribe. And remember, go out there every single day and work as hard as you can towards your goal.
get back up to the gritty shit.